Thank you to Western Washington Coalition for Life for sponsoring today's broadcast of Live Talk Northwest. Born from prayer and a promise in 2018, the WWCFL's mission is to provide encouragement and support through resources, education, and information focused on embracing the beauty and sanctity of all human life. Engage with WWCFL at wwcfl.org or on Facebook at Western Washington Coalition for Life. Thank you, WWCFL, for supporting Life Talk Northwest. Welcome to Life Talk Northwest. I'm Dan Kennedy, former CEO of Human Life of Washington, and I'm delighted to have an old friend here I've known for several years, and you may recognize his voice as the voice of lifenews.com and frequent voice on Sacred Heart Radio telling you what frequency and what cities Sacred Heart Radio can be heard. Yeah. Jim Anderson. And he helped start three religious radio stations and, of course, is currently with Sacred Heart Radio in Seattle. He worked as an announcer and newscaster for several stations around the Pacific Northwest, including KCMS in Seattle and stations in Portland, Seattle, and Wenatchee, Washington. Since 1984, Jim has served on the campaign staffs of pro-life gubernatorial and state legislative candidates in Washington State. He has been a foster parent, a volunteer in prison ministry, and has worked with troubled and homeless youth, including youth in crisis pregnancies. Welcome, Jim. I am delighted that you are here. Well, thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a... It's a beautiful thing, Catholic Radio, and the ability to talk to people, you know, to heart to heart, as it were. It is. It is indeed. And, you know, I'd like to start, I'd like our listeners to, to find out about how you became interested or how you got involved, uh, first of all, in the pro-life movement, and secondly, how you got involved in doing Life Talk or doing... Uh, Life News Radio. Life News Radio. Mm-hmm. Well, I was surrounded as a young person by people who did great things. Uh, my great-grandfather was a U.S. Marshal up in Alaska. He had uh, immigrated from Ireland, had colorful stories at the, you know... I'll bet. <laughs> really colorful stories. And, uh, and it just didn't seem unusual for, for God to say to me, hey, I want to do something with you. And... All Christians have heard that. The society tells us to, you know, clamp it down. You're really not that special. And, and it isn't that, oh, we're all special. It's that we all have a specialized call from God to do, do something wonderful. Yeah. And we're not I was, special, but he certainly is. Yeah. yeah. But he, he, he calls us, and he imbues us with a grace to do something. Big, small, medium, that doesn't matter. But am I faithful? So I... I, I saw these people, and I was always appreciative, made to be appreciative, taught to be appreciative of human people, uh, different races, different uh, socioeconomic classes. My mom um, helped open, and I worked with her, opening up health clinics in the Portland area. My dad was a dentist who really changed the face of medicine in some ways. He had, he had served in World War II encountered some things, brought them into his practice. It changed dentistry. And he and his brother, both dentists, did not only did a lot of service, but they went back to their alma mater and gave feedback to the medical educational institutions 
how to better do the job of forming doctors and dentists and others in, in, in the practice. So those kinds of things, those kinds of discussions around the family table gave me the idea that, hey, there's a value to human life, and I can take a part in it. And it was, it was really that simple. What, uh, so, so, you know, I remember uh, at your house uh, several years ago, I and mean, we've been to each other's yeah, yeah. house, but I remember several years ago uh, meeting uh, Stephen Ertelt, yeah. who, who does LifeNews.com. Right. He's um, the editor and, and, and the founder of, it used to be, uh, I have a different name, but LifeNews.com is the, yeah. Currently. How did you get involved with LifeNews.com? Well, I, I had helped Ron with some tasks. I gave him some perspective in, in, in radio. Uh, one of the things about Catholic radio, as it, as it was forming about 20 years ago, was that nobody from radio was really welcome because everybody in radio wants to be a big shot. And I, I didn't have that. So I kind of got in, and I could help offer some perspective on this is what is done, and this is how you do it, and these are the kind of things you look for. So that aside, when those re- responsibilities kind of faded, I said, well, what am I going to do now? I'm really interested in the life issue, really interested and I see a lot of things, a lot of optimism, a lot of, you know, I, I foresaw the kind of things that are happening now that had to happen. It was a historical inevitability, I, th- I thought, at the time. And how can I help make the life issue a normal part of Christian life? Not something that's ancillary, that's off there in the corner, you know, by, behind like the janitor's closet at church or something, but something that is central, uh, God calls, when people cry out to God, why don't you help me? He doesn't send an angel. He doesn't come himself because he doesn't get glory from that in the way that he gets if Dan or Jim or, or Michelle or Ron show up and do it. Because God putting life inside of us and then us acting like him in answering those needs is a beautiful thing. So I wanted to do that. So I, I, I began to look around and interview different people and I, I thought also that I wanted to bring in evangelicals because I had been evangelical for about 30 years, gone to Bible college, came to realize a little riddle for you if, you, if you're up for that, Dan. Sure. What's the number one difference between Catholics and other Christians? It's not Mary. It's not the Pope. It's not the number of books in the Bible. It's not the way we talk about faith or grace or hope or work. It's the way we talk. The way I learned to speak in Bible college, two years in Bible college, is different than the way that I learned how to speak as a young Catholic growing up in Portland. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear a Baptist preacher or a Catholic priest speaking to a mixed crowd, and, and half the crowd is scratching their head. What is he saying? And I knew that I could do some good by working with evangelicals in this matter, and Steve is an, is an evangelical Christian, Stephen Hurtel. Well, and, of course, certainly the pro-life movement is an ecumenical movement. Absolutely. And it's, and it's driven by the Spirit of God, not controlled by my idea of how it should look like. And so by going across the bridge, I also found a little bit of a pedantic nature in people who are inside the club. If it's all just Dan, who goes to a Catholic church, and Jim, who goes to a Catholic church, and Mary, and Sue, and Bob, and on and on and on, that all have the same background, it takes on a different flavor. It's like we are in control, and we know the right way to be, and, and that doesn't work. God wants to move by his Spirit with all of his children, 
those who name the name of Christ, those who are reconciled with the Catholic Church, as well as those who haven't yet figured out how to approach God at all. And I, 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 want, I wanted to be a part of that kind of a, a thinking in every one of my newscasts, not, not just, you know, I, I don't write my newscasts to appeal only to Catholics. If an evangelical comes on and I have to talk about contraception, I'm not going to just say, the church says. I'm right, going to say, right. here's a reason why, a little, a little hook. I'm not a teacher, so I'm not going to lay out a whole comprehensive idea, but I'm going to drop something on them that, that offers a different way of looking at different parts of the life issue that come up in the news stories that I, that I present every day on Life News Radio. Well, yeah, certainly um, another aspect, particularly when it comes to birth control, for example, is the medical uh, issues <laughs> that it can create. Yeah. And, and even for those who are uh, pro-choice, for those who want to get back to nature and do natural oh. things, it is huge the idea of what happens if you take artificial birth control, what happens to your body. And I connect, I connect birth control to the whales. We have a governor in Washington state who loves orca whales and cannot stand the idea that their, their births are breaching. But yet we as human beings in the Puget Sound area are dumping gallons and gallons and gallons every day of hormone, mammalian hormones into Puget Sound. And then we scratch our heads and wonder, gee, why are the mammal whales having breech births. Now, I'm not a scientist. I am a news guy. I can pose a question. I can drop an idea in people's heads. And suddenly, birth control isn't just... Every aspect of truth works in every aspect of life. Right. It works in the way I treat my wife. It works in the way I pump my gas. It works in the way I drive my car. It works in the way I shake my hand with you know, someone's hand. Um, so I, I want to integrate, have a whole picture of what the truth, truth really looks like from all kinds of different aspects. And when the Holy Spirit breathes, I like to be able to respond. <laughs> <laughs> so you um, talked, how, how many stations are you heard on? How many stations do you? Uh... I've never really kept track, but every once in a while I take a good estimate. I'll call people and say, how many stations do you run? And, and it's about 120. Oh, that's great. And some stations pick me up and then drop me. And some, you know, and I've never, I wanted to be on one radio station in Seattle. That was AM 1050. That's when we only had one station. And then I wanted to be on the station that, I, uh, that, that serves the area where I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Uh, uh, KBVM. Mm-hmm. And so I did those two stations, and then pretty soon everybody started loose lips, you know, sink ships, and they also get me on other stations. <laughs> yeah, I was in the Navy. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> so pretty soon other stations said, well, there's this five-minute program that we can stick in. And then I figured out after doing the an interesting little note, the way we hone ourselves. I used to do five minutes every night, and it was a chore to fill five minutes I actually say more now in two minutes than I ever did in five because I am spending the same amount of time, but I'm praying about it, I'm, I'm thinking deeply about it, and I'm trying to, I like to say that I condense 80 paragraphs into 80 seconds. Well, you know, anyone who has to do that understands how difficult it is, how concise you have to be, and understands that that's when information comes across. 
But in the life issue, you have to spend time with God on it. You do. You yeah, do indeed. You, last night, I, I encountered a story, and it was just, it was a good news story. It was a story about a child that had a surgery on their lung at 24 weeks gestation at the Cleveland Clinic, mm-hmm. and then was put back in the mother uh, to finish out the pregnancy. <laughs> and the care that that child was given is the care that, is, that every child is deserving of. And the fact that it's not deserving, it just rocked me. And I, I, it took me an hour to get ready to do my newscast of just time in prayer and just thinking about, how can I say this? How can, how can I go on another day, Dan, really? How can I go on another day talking about this stuff like it's just ordinary stuff? Well, the answer is I can't. I have to connect with God. And our listeners, every one of us, have the ability to take difficult issues, spend time with God, and then be ready to share something that has life in it. So that when someone who's um, not even a Christian or somebody who's of a different opinion on certain issues comes across, you have what St. Peter called the ability to answer with a reason for the hope that lies within you. And that's what it's all about. Spending time with Jesus Getting his heart. Once you get his heart, then you know what to say. <laughs> well, and that's and that's as you as you say, that's really critical for the work that we do, whatever work it is in the pro life movement, whatever we, work we do in life. Amen. You know that is that is absolutely critical. So um, it's what areas about one hundred and twenty stations? Is it all over the country, or is it in the west? It's Coast, all or? over the country. I, I, I send a newscast at 9 o'clock in the evening, typically. That's about the time that it comes out. Uh, that goes immediately on the air at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Guam. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm D.C., uh, Indianapolis, uh, Boston, uh, Florida, Ave Maria radio stations carry me. Um, the next thing I really want to do is start sharing what I write with other stations. So let's say Keith Black over at uh, KCIS here in Seattle, in Edmonds. He's doing a newscast, and he, he does news. He doesn't want Jim Anderson to come on the air. But if I share with him what I've written over the last week, then if he covers one of those stories, then his work is easier to do. So that, that's another thing that, that, I'm, that I'm looking forward to. Well, that's great uh, because, um, you know, that just expands uh, the information about uh, the culture of life. And we are uh, in a circumstance where if Roe v. Wade is overturned, um, it will be um, really critical that the people in the state of Washington uh, become informed in many areas, however that is accomplished. And um, when, you know, we're out, of, we're out of time for our first segment here, for the first half. And we're speaking with Jim Anderson, the voice of LifeNews.com and Sacred Heart Radio. And this program is? L- Life Talk Northwest. And uh, when we come back, uh, <laughs> we will talk to Jim about... Uh, how he passes his work on to the next generation, or if he even can. So we'll be right back. Loving God, please grant me peace of mind and calm my troubled heart. 
Give me the strength and clarity of mind to find my purpose and walk the path you've laid out for me. I trust your love, God, and know that you will heal this stress, just as the sun rises each day against the dark of night. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Welcome back to Life Talk Northwest. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and we're speaking with Jim Anderson, the voice of lifenews.com. And uh, we were talking, Jim, uh, I, I wanted to talk to you about, before we got to passing on information to the next generation and that sort of thing, I wanted to talk to you about, you've been doing this for a number of years now, there certainly are, and I know having been in the pro-life movement for decades, there are certain things that just affect you, and, um, yeah. and they stay with you. And so what stories over the years have just kind of affected you, have stayed with you, that uh, there's this kind of uh, I get you. emotional yeah, attachment. And attachment to what, it, what the story has done for me is really what it is. The first story that really grabbed me and really drove home the importance of every person doing what's in front of him. There was one voice on radio in all of the United States that was covering Terry Scheibel. LifeNews.com was the one website that picked up the real story that here's a woman who's a, in every way you can describe it. I won't get into the story. In every way you can describe it is being made a victim here, a victim here, a victim here, and a victim here in four unique and highly unjust ways. And there's one website covering it, and then eventually NBC, CBS, all the others started listening to Life News. That's how LifeNews.com got on the air, was that they started using us as a, as a source for really, oh my goodness, we've been on the wrong side of this issue. And they came around too late. She was already dying, and right. there was no way to reverse right. Judge Greer's Okay, so that was the one story. The other one that is really powerful, and it has a kind of a personal edge to me, was is the story of, uh, of abortion workers turning away from abortion, Abby Johnson, and the movie Unplanned. I took a friend who, I asked God to give me friends so that I could learn about evangelization. Give me friends that are not Christians, that are not practicing their faith openly or, or quickly. And I have a friend, Jim, who's kind of in the middle of all that. Um, and I took him to Unplanned. And driving home, he was silent. And he said, Jim, you have changed my entire worldview by taking me to that movie. And to this day, he sends me when he finds a story at, at some website, Breitbart or Daily Caller or whatever. Sure. Uh, he'll, he'll send me a link have you heard about this? And, you know, about nine times out of ten, I have. But every once in a while, he'll share a story that I haven't. And I go, great. This is really great. He's, he's feeding me. So, but it was the people who turned away from abortion that, were so, that are so powerful in this, in this uh, idea. And the third story, I think, is the science of pain and how it connects you and me and the most simple minded among us, and I don't say that as a pejorative in any way, but there are people who think very simply and plainly about things. If I feel pain, other people feel pain. The science of pain points us to that, but it also points us to the humanity and, the, and, the, and how God is offended by 
these breaches against the human person in the unborn child. They feel pain. And you go back to the science and you go, I'm going to read more and I learn more. I learn about how pain is perceived, how I perceive it as an adult, how a five-year-old perceives it, how a fetus perceives it, how an as early as six to eight weeks, there's the beginning of pain. By 20 weeks, it is so open and shut, and the pain that a 20-week gestation child feels is the difference between what I feel as an adult and what my grandson feels. There's less of a difference between my grandson and I as there is between my grandson and that child in the womb. They're more vulnerable. It is overwhelming, and, it, and, and the, the word that comes to mind when I look at all the scientific, when I read as much as I'm able to read, it's diabolical. It's hideous. It's oppressive. And it's done to a human person that God loves. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, and I think that's something that I noticed. Um, if, you, if you remember getting a shot as a child, yeah. it hurt. Yeah. I can go get a flu shot now, for example. I don't even feel it. Yeah, exactly. I become vaccinated with you the, process. You process it differently. Yeah, you and, have sophisticated layers of processing. Right, and and so when you think about, uh, well, you know, re, you remember the movie uh, Silent Scream. Yeah, I do. And you know that was a that was a shocker to a lot of people. I think. Um, I also want to, and I, you know, those all those the, the things you talked about, the things that stick with you. For example, the Terry Schiavo. I, you know that I think anyone who is mm. in the pro-life movement was just up against the wall with that story. You know, it was just so frustrating. We were like the powerless, child. powerless. Right, we were as powerless as the unborn child being aborted. Exactly right. We were vulnerable. There was seemed to be nothing we could do about it. The march of injustice kept plodding on and plodding on, and nothing seemed to affect. Yes. I've had that feeling more than once. But God what, help us. Yeah, God absolutely, help us. absolutely. Lord, have mercy. What's, I want to ask you, uh, you know, you, you've been in this business a long time, uh, and you have experience in, you know, prison ministry and other things, but when it comes to the... Uh, pro-life cause. Uh, what goes through your mind when you hear the term that that St. John Paul II made so famous, which was the culture of death? What, what goes through your mind when you hear that? Uh, yeah, I have a real visceral, quick response. It is, in short, the attempt by the adversary of God and the Church, God and the Church have an adversary, to eliminate virtue that is held in the human person. He wants to eliminate hope. He wants to eliminate faith. He wants to eliminate charity, the good done for the other for the sake of the other. And he wants to embrace nihilism. That may be a little more philosophy than what people can understand or, or, or get into, but the only hope, if it were, for the devil is for everything to be destroyed, including himself, for God to come to an end. And that, that's his only ticket out of hell. And he wants to spread that news, that bad news, that culture of death to us. A culture of life, on the other hand, is not just a mere embrace of values or ideas or ideals or a, a, a nice punch list. It is literally 
the theological and, uh, for that matter, the cardinal virtues, the ability to take those up and to put good into the world, not for the sake of ourselves, but for the sake of the glory of God and the love of those with whom we find in front of us. So, if, if that, I hope that's simple enough. <laughs> well, it was for me. I, <laughs> being a simple man, I, I think that works. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, um, what do you find most rewarding uh, about doing your broadcasts uh, for all these stations? One person. I think of reaching one person. When I, every once in a while, my ego gets hit when a station drops me, okay? It's their prerogative to drop, I mean, and I, I don't really care. But part of me takes an ego hit, and I just go, no, I, I started this to do, to reach one person. I wanted to be on one station. I, I, I want to know that when God tunes in the radio, does he tune into my life? Now, he doesn't tune in the radio, but he does look in on us. When God wants pleasure, does he look into my life and say, oh, I like that? And so if my newscast meets that standard, I'm golden. <laughs> so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of joy in, in producing something that's good and healthy and, and succinct and clear. And, uh, and clarity is, is really important to me. My, my voice work my even my when I read it at mass, when people come up to me and say, "Jim, I heard everything you said." That's the best compliment I can possibly possibly have. I didn't write any of those words, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, you're not that old. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Yeah. <laughs> but but I but I but I related them well, and so clarity, even in my newscast, when I'm the author of the words, is is important on three levels. I, I have to think about it well, I have to write it well, and I have to voice it well. And then there's the technical things, getting it to sound right, things like that. Well, you know, oftentimes in, in pro-life work, um, you just work. I mean, you do what you're called to do. And, yeah. and whether you get feedback, whether you don't get feedback, you just continue plodding along. You, you do what you have to do. Do you ever get feedback? Or Yeah. I, 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 I get feedback from God. <laughs> I'm reading a book for Lent by Father Kirby. Uh, I forget the, it was on uh, Al Cresta's show, and I forget the name of it. Uh, Be not uh, upset or uh, uh, concerned or distressed. I forget the name of the book, but Father Kirby. We can acknowledge God. God is everywhere. Of course he is. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's, I have all these fancy terms I can throw about how I know God in my brain. Big deal. Am I able to recognize God? Does he smile at me? Do I get, do I sense his pleasure? And um, it's, it's small little things. Every once in a while, uh, I think probably four times over the last 20 years, a, a station has gotten a hold of me and said, good job. That's, that's not the big thing. It's when someone really in, in a conversation, we be it at church or I, I, I strike up conversations everywhere I go because I always want to evangelize. I always want to be God's, God's lover of people. And so I'll strike up a conversation. They'll find out what I do. They go, oh, I heard that. It's that one moment. One person heard me at least one time. And the fact that they recognized me was only a tool so that they could give me that feedback. And uh, 
you know, that's what I do it for. And you have to, in radio, you don't see your audience. <laughs> so you have to throw away the idea of caring or being concerned or being worried about that or self-analyzing yourself. You have to, and, and you also have to <laughs> learn how to hone the skills. And it's quite a path. So anyway, that's... Yeah, in fact, you do. You know, I've, I run into Jim in, in some odd places. I remember uh, judging <laughs> debates. Um, at, a, at a school. Or, at, at, yeah. It was a, yeah, it was at a speech contest. Yeah, yeah, high school debates between various groups. And uh, there was Jim, too. <laughs> I just, you know, it's the, it's the kind of guy you just, if you know him, you see him everywhere. If you don't know him, you wouldn't know him if you saw him. My but. kids, my kids said, "Papa, you know everyone. We go places, and it's it's just kind of interesting how they, you know. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. It's, I do. It's, when when you want to evangelize, when you want to be God's person, you've taken the time to hear God. He's spoken to your heart. Can you bear witness to that? And are you willing to be courageous and lay down your life? even in the moment of vulnerability with one person. That's the golden moment when you know God has got you in his hand, using it. You're listening to Life Talk Northwest. Our guest has been Jim Anderson, the voice of Life Talk. Life, well, New, Life the, News Radio. Life News. You're Life Talk Northwest. Yeah. I'm Life News we Radio. Are indeed. He's oh, also, and I should mention my website. Yeah, why don't you? You can pick up... Gosh, I, I, I have... 10 years of archives at lifenewsradio.com. And I'm actually looking, one of the things I'm looking at doing is uh, moving more into uh, video blogging, vlogging, and in uh, daily blogging, and in finding people who want to do this kind of work. I don't want to own this. I have no interest in saying, oh, this is only Jim Anderson. When I die, that's the end of it. If somebody wants to learn how to do this, give me a call. <laughs> call call Sacred Heart Radio. Well, that's another thing. If you want to get a hold of Jim, you can call Sacred Heart Radio. Uh, you can email Sacred Heart Radio. Um, and again, when he talked about his website, that's not lifenews.com, but lifenewsradio.com. That's where the archives of the radio two-minute programs are. Yes. Okay, great. Jim, I want to thank you for being here. It has been a delight. I yeah, ask for likewise. God's blessing on... on Thank you to Western Washington Coalition for Life for sponsoring today's broadcast of Live Talk Northwest. Born from prayer and a promise in 2018, the WWCFL's mission is to provide encouragement and support through resources, education, and information focused on embracing the beauty and sanctity of all human life. Engage with WWCFL at wwcfl.org or on Facebook at Western Washington Coalition for Life. Thank you, WWCFL, for supporting Life Talk Northwest.